steal, and Pass with the chain. And St. John's takes down number three, Villanova. A signature win for Mike Anderson. Welcome to the Seeing Red Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Seeing Red Podcast. My name is Troy Moriello, and I am your host, bringing you up to date and up to speed on all things St. John's basketball. And I've got a very, very big show for you coming up in an interview with the St. John's Athletic Director, Mike Craig. We talked to Mike around this time last year at the end of uh, last year's season. Obviously, the world looked a lot different. The sports world looked a lot different when we talked to Mike. So we're going to recap the last year. We really touch on everything. You know, the last year in St. John's Athletics, uh, his relationship with Coach Anderson, the first two years of Coach Anderson's tenure at St. John's, his thoughts on this season, his thoughts on next season, getting fans safely back into the building, whether it be Carneseca Arena or Madison Square Garden, you know, where a majority of the games will be played next year between Carneseca and Madison Square Garden. We even touch on the uniforms next year on any potential new uniforms coming for the Red storm as well so definitely check it out big interview and i hope you guys enjoy and we will be back on the other end to wrap it up all right i now want to welcome on a very special guest it is the st john's athletic director mr mike craig mike how are you doing today and thank you for joining us I am doing great. It's good to hear your voice, Troy, and it's good to be back on the podcast. Yes, yes. And, you know, we were saying off air, things things certainly look a lot better. Things are certainly a lot more busy than they were when we last spoke in, uh, in April 2020. So I think we could both agree it's, it's nice to be busy. It's nice to have the world getting back to normal, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I guess it means that this is an annual conversation. And um, and so if we look back on a year and all that we've been through in the last 15 months, it's um, it's been a crazy, long, difficult journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to say that, you know, for us at St. John's, our student athletes, our coaches, our administrators, it's been a tremendous time of growth mm-hmm. and togetherness as crazy as that sounds when we're basically isolated throughout but um just a tremendous sacrifice and and figuring it out how to get through it every day and every week every month and you know we've been able to compete in all 17 of our sports yeah. and and all of our student athletes have uh, made it through the year and you know there were some tough times along the way but you know i have to be honest a year ago i'm not sure you know obviously we all hoped it would be able to do that but i'm not sure everybody believed we could do it at that point mm-hmm. you know it was such a fresh new unknown thing and um so it's been an amazing year mm-hmm. and yeah let's let's start there a little bit too i mean i remember our last conversation last year i said to you you know how, how difficult was it to get everyone off campus and and you said you know i'm just the one kind of overseeing everything it's it's really you know the people below me that are that are doing all of this um what can you say about the job that the you know athletic department has done over the last year, you know, not only planning things, not only getting back, but, you know, keeping everyone safe. I know the men's basketball team didn't have to go into a single pause, you know, the entire season long, which is a tremendous accomplishment. Um, what can you just say about, you know, the athletic department as a whole uh, in the in this last year, really, you know, navigating these these crazy times that we're in? 
Yeah, well, it's a great observation, and I appreciate it on your part that it's been a tremendous effort as as everybody has had to pull together. And, you know, really for us administratively and um, in support of the student-athletes and the coaches and the programs, it really started about a year ago mm-hmm. in forming our task force. And I asked John Diffley and Kathy Meehan to uh, co-chair that, and we called it Athletics Tomorrow because mm-hmm. at the time we were not in athletics today <laughs> and so they we we they put together a group of you know our trainers and um, doctors and health officials and university and coaches and student athletes were had a voice in the room and basically began the planning process of what we hoped it would all be and taking information i was on the big east task force for mm-hmm. COVID at the same time and had some insights of what was going on on a national scale and the leadership of val ackerman and our conference mm-hmm. and it's really that effort that really then was able to uh, um, put all of the information together in a central working functioning group and communicating and providing the information we could to whether it was our student athletes directly or or to our coaches and staff members and you know and, and really the athletics tomorrow um, began with getting our basketball men's and women's uh, student athletes back on campus in late July. Mm-hmm. And they began their, you know, training, but it was with a whole lot of conversations and uh, behind the scenes work with the state of New York and health officials and our general counsel. And it was, it was a lot, a lot, a lot of hours. Mm -hmm. And, but you know what, it was, it all comes back to exactly what I've said for my two and a half years here is our our job, our mission is a service. We are in service to our student athletes and, and their fulfillment of a dream and having an experience of competing in college athletics. And yeah. mm-hmm. this really directly applies that we were doing it for them. Mm-hmm. And we, in turn, they did it for us. I mean, their sacrifices as young people in this pandemic have been tremendous as well. And as you noted, and I've told our coaches, uh, men's and women's basketball that you noted, you know, their, their record, their season was an absolute success. It does not matter what their record on the court was. Mm-hmm. Because when we got to March, we were perfect. We did not have a single student athlete in either sport test positive. Part of that's luck. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. a lot of it's commitment and dedication and an overall communication and just acknowledgement that we're all trying to figure this out mm-hmm. and and so I, I will forever be grateful and thankful and and celebrate their accomplishment and that alone and obviously we all want to win yes and mm-hmm. we had good years um, and great progress which I'm sure you want to talk about too but um, it'll always be remembered by me that they they had a perfect record perfect mm-hmm. record mm-hmm. and yeah and, and you talk about it on that side from from the fan side as well you know sports are are end up being a distraction you know at the end of the day they're a distraction from our you know real lives and i think that you know 
all of these sports, especially men's basketball, which we're going to get into, was just such a nice, you know, distraction to have, you know, two or three times a week, you get to watch a St. John's team for, you know, a lot of people that probably could have used a distraction from the world's, you know, crazy news going on or crazy times going on. So I think that that's, you know, also important to note that just, you know, the the incredible job that this team provided to its fans, you know, I, I think that needs to be noted as well. Um yeah, go ahead. Mm. Well, I was just going to agree with you. Yes, yeah. it's. it's I, I mean, I. The word distraction seems like it's. Um, um, you know, I don't know, like frivolous. Yeah, I don't want. Yeah, so I don't want to come I, off like that. I know yeah. you're not. I know you're not. <laughs> but it's. It's. I'm trying to think of the right word. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because it is such a, a huge enterprise, mm-hmm. and, it, and it reflects the pride that you, as a fan or an alum, have in the school mm-hmm. and the overall, um, you know, feeling you have about St. John's in our case and and so I think that's what it was was a you know there was not an ability to touch a place that was special mm-hmm. you know, is special and so you couldn't you know whether you couldn't go to class or you couldn't go to work or you couldn't um, you know go to a game that having us on television and playing and seeing their spirit I think did a lot to lift our whole community spirit mm-hmm. absolutely uh, let's get to you though you the big news is is you know your contract extension um, five years you're going to be with the school through the 2025-2026 um, season you know obviously I think everyone in the fan base is, is just ecstatic about that we know why the school would want you back I'm curious on on your end though uh, what went into that decision for you to kind of commit to St. John's now for the next couple of years after your first what two and a half years here yeah. Um, well, I had a three-year contract, so I still wanted to have a job. <laughs> so that's, let's get to the basics. But uh, I appreciate your kind words, and and obviously we've been excited and thrilled to be here from the beginning. And and um, you know, I think for us, our our personal journey, my wife and I, mm-hmm. in evaluating and looking at where we were, and and coming here first of all as empty nesters, and excitement of a new area and place to live, yeah. and a, a university that we. Should Share in its mission and belief in it, mm-hmm. uh, what it's doing for our community. Um, you know, as we reflected on all the things we've been a part of for the two and a half years, and then you know, just kind of mind-boggling. Um, but at the same time, it was like it was very clear we have a lot of work still to do, and mm-hmm. we love we love doing it. And so, as long as they're willing to pay us to do that, <laughs> um, uh, you know, we we feel very fortunate and blessed. And so it wasn't a hard mm-hmm. decision at all. It was, um, I, I'm just thankful for the leadership here that believe in me and given me the opportunity to be the athletic director and, and uh, see what we can do. And as my old boss, Kevin White, always said um, at Duke all my years with him was uh, all you can do is try to make it a little better every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Try to move that needle. And, and I feel like that's what we've tried to do is every day we've tried to move the needle so when you started saying 25, 26, I was thinking, I, I can't even imagine that. It'll be here fast, but I can't even imagine it in yeah. years. I mean, and maybe if it's any one thing the pandemic has taught us is you take one day at a time Definitely. and you take the information you're given on that day and react and make it as good as you can and do your best. 
And so with that, we have a lot of excitement and, you know, we're just uh, full steam ahead, just like Mm -hmm. we've been every day. Absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned that that leadership. We also saw some changes to leadership for St. John's with uh, Father Brian Shanley coming in as the new president. I believe he started in in February. So for you, you know, what's it been like working with him? I think that fans were very excited seeing the job that he did with Providence and their, you know, athletic facilities. Uh, But for you, over the last three months now, uh, what's it like working with him? Yeah, well, tremendous leader, um, passionate, um, a love of people, um, and just on a personal basis as the leader of the athletic department, that uh, to have a president that truly understands and values the role athletics plays in the university's life and community is huge. And he is, you know, has lived that for his time as a president at Providence and as you mentioned, the rise and prominence of their basketball program and athletics generally mm-hmm. um, has been huge. Mm-hmm. And and so in him coming here and wanting to be a part of St. John's, we couldn't be more thrilled. And, yeah. you know, I, I kind of just see it as a, another partner in the whole, you know, what we're trying to do mm-hmm. and, and make our our athletic department be the best it can be. And so it's not a big learning curve for him in, in regards yeah. to athletics. Mm-hmm. It's a big learning curve um, for him in learning about St. John's, just like it has been for me. And we you know, continue to learn every day. But um, it, it's been tremendous, and we couldn't be more excited about it. Mm-hmm. Another guy that I'm sure the fan base is, is very excited to see where he takes uh, the program in the next couple of years is, is Mike Anderson. Uh, your first, you know, real big, big splash hire, I, I feel like, at St. John's. Um, we're through two years now. He's been on the job basically, two, you know, two years and a couple of weeks at the time, you know, I think that there were certainly some questions. I don't want to say criticism, but there were some questions as to whether or not Coach Anderson and his staff could could get the job done. Obviously, not being from the New York City area, I think he's totally put any of those questions to bed. Big East Coach of the Year. Um, you know, what can you say on on year two of the Mike Anderson era at St. John's and the job that he did uh, with this team this season, with the relatively low expectations coming in, nearly reaching the NCAA tournament. Uh, your thoughts on year two of the Mike Anderson era? Yeah, well, I could go on for the next hour on this alone. <laughs> I mean, and I'll, I won't. I'll let you ask other questions. But you <laughs> I know, appreciate for, that. <laughs> yeah, for me and for you know our developing relationship and partnership, you know, really from the first time I met him on the phone and and then us working together, you know, it, it's everything plus. Um, plus 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 Mm -hmm. on his abilities his navigating skills you know again through a difficult year this year um you know there was a a a large mental health toll that was taken this year Mm -hmm. and it can't be understated Mm -hmm. um and what these kids went through and not being able to be together not being able to have team meals not be able to travel normal and so again, it took a, a you know an ex, a extremely positive leader to be able to navigate that, to teach, to you know do all that they love to do. And so you know to again 
this year in particular, just amazing effort. Yeah. I think in the big picture of what you began your question with is that I was never, ever concerned with Coach Anderson mm-hmm. not being a native in, of New York mm-hmm. or or maybe even familiar with having been in this area. Yeah. Because I, I knew... You know, he's a, he, there's a reason why he's never had a losing record. There's a reason why he's groomed and taught and taught and coached young men into being professional athletes that he knows what he's doing. And, and mm-hmm. part of that means, okay, I need to have people on my staff and surround myself that do know New York, that do, you know, can help me navigate and, and all of that and putting together the staff he did with Van Macon and Steve DeMeo and bringing TJ Cleveland with them yeah. and, and all the other support groups and, and people in that um, I, I knew that would come mm-hmm. and he just and so that's why I was never worried about him not being from New York mm-hmm. um, and obviously that's proven to be a very successful formula and it just gets back to me is you, you have to have a, a leader and a teacher in mm-hmm. that role as head coach mm-hmm. and a veteran one that he's been through it seen it all you know, well, none of us have seen a pandemic to now, but seen it all on the basketball court. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had tremendous confidence and absolutely do going forward. I, I just can't, I can't wait till we have a, a normal feeling mm-hmm. next year with a crowd and, and all the great things at college basketball. And, and um, anyway, that's, it's, yeah. It's we're at such a great place, and obviously we represent our part of a great history um, that this school has had in the sport of basketball in particular. And it's it's a great time to to be a part of St. John's. Yeah, I, I can't remember a time, and, and this has been been said before, um, you know, previously this off season, but I can't remember a time going into an off season that it was just you know universal approval of the job that the head coach, the coaching staff, all the way up to you know the athletic director like you have just been totally you know approved in the job that they're doing and confident in the direction that they're going and that I think that really you know speaks to obviously the job that you've done the job that he has done um, can't say enough about that one thing that I do want to note though and I'm, I'm really curious to get your thoughts on this um, you know going into the offseason a lot of confidence uh, in this roster and then we see this big time roster turnover a bunch of guys uh, leaving the program a bunch of guys coming in mainly due to this you know this free transfer rule in the NCAA you know due to due yes, to the pandemic um, I'm curious your thoughts on this you know empowering players to make their own decisions but then maybe the side effects is a lot of roster turnover so your thoughts on the NCAA's uh, free transfer rule that could become you know a permanent thing yeah, well, it is a permanent thing. Oh, it is. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think it, it. You know, it comes with goods and bads, mm-hmm. and I think the lost opportunity is that long-term um, figuring it out commitment to what you say you're going to do. Mm-hmm. And again, this is not a reflection on any of our kids that have been here mm-hmm. or coming in or, mm-hmm. or whatever. I just think it's a, a skill set that all of our society is losing, and that when things get tough, you know, you and you maybe are being challenged in new ways Mm -hmm. the best way you can grow is to get through that and figure that out and listen to the people that you you do trust Mm -hmm. and i i think that that 
somewhere that balance will come back. I think there's a little bit of a right now in this new world, a, a things look green and pasture yes. looks better. Um, and so why not? Everybody else is doing it. And, and that's long before they get to college. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, whether that's in AAU or high school or, or whatever it is that there's a lot of, we have a lot of free flow of information and, and movement. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not against that. Mm-hmm. I just think that at some point there, there is, um, it'll recalibrate itself. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, for us uh, in our situation, which is really the most pertinent one for me mm-hmm. is that, you know, you shake everybody's hand and you thank them for being here and being a part of St. John's and helping us have a tremendous year or years, depending on how long they were there. And we'll always root for them and Mm -hmm. cheer for them and to have great success wherever they land and go and and so that's that's a part of that overall that you want them to have the best possible experience they can have in college these are formative years and and so if they decide that it's not best for them to be here that that's that's okay Mm -hmm. And, and that's fine and and no hard feelings as long as we're doing everything we can to provide the best possible experience and and i think that's one thing this year in particular on top of everything else about free transfers and else and everybody can do it and mm-hmm. everything looks great you know somewhere else is that we lived a life that was very tough this year mm-hmm. and and i think what happened on top of everything else was our our student athletes um with their friends and peers around the country were living a pandemic environment different than we lived in new york yes i wouldn't do anything differently Mm-hmm. We were safe. Everything we yeah. said we'd celebrate, we did. But if you look around the country, and I can remember in December, one top 25 school head coach proclaiming happily that everybody now has had COVID and we don't have to do testing <laughs> protocols. Uh-huh. And and to me, that is exactly the opposite yeah. of what our goal is in keeping health and safety at the forefront of, of our student-athletes. And that's our responsibilities. It's not a about looking for an advantage of how COVID affects kids mm-hmm. and affects people. And so th- we were living differently. And I think that took its toll. Mm-hmm. And so, again, you know, that that's just the we, we wouldn't choose to do a different no. way. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I think it was very hard for all of us. But I think in particular, young people to see their friends and peers living totally different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's and I think that those, you know, seeing how well St. John's did in, in combating, you know, keeping people safe and keeping people healthy. You know, I think that that will get noticed by, by student athletes and it already has, you know, we've seen a bunch of yeah. new guys come in. Yeah. So I think it all, like you said, it all balances out in the end. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and again, our, you know, it, it's, it's just a part of where the game of college basketball is too. Mm-hmm. And so the transfer portal and now the navigating of that with our staff and bringing in players losing players you know as a fan of this sport i don't like it mm-hmm, me too <laughs> um, just just as far as knowing the roster and mm-hmm. and you know I, i'm old school i'm just old period so yep. um 
but that doesn't again doesn't make this era wrong no. or bad it just it's different but i honestly uh, what i worry for the sport of college basketball is is and that's the core of it television audience mm. and people coming to games i would challenge you to name five players on the university of kentucky's roster right yeah. now mm-hmm and, and we're talking about the, one of, if not the most prominent programs in the country. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. I'm, yeah. I'm in, in it. I can't name two of their players. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 10, 15, 20 years ago, I told you I'm old. <laughs> I can name probably 10 of their players yeah. in, in May. And, and, and that meant there was stability, there was anticipation, there was, you know, real evaluation of who's in the top 10, who's in top 25. I look at that stuff now and, and, you know, literally some of those, they just rated every day because it's such a, you know, I want to, it's such a joke. I mean, mm-hmm. ranking the top 25 right now. You can't. <laughs> give me, give me a break. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, there's, there's no way, and these are our experts. Mm-hmm. There's no way you can do that. Yeah, I, I think. So I think that hurts the game. Yeah, I think I've said it before. You know, there's no more. The, the days of the four-year player are totally gone. We're seeing, you know, in, in, essentially the days of like the two-year player are almost gone now. You know, it's it's so year to year, like you mentioned. It's just it's incredible, and I, I wonder how it's going to impact like the fans of the sport, like you mentioned. But you know, I, I think the sport will even out at some point, like you mentioned, and and, and we'll yeah. see who goes from there. Um, well, the era of the four-year is still going to be there because it's at the core of college is still education, mm-hmm. and it's part of the messaging and narrative that's lost and so they may not be at the same school for yes. four years agreed but but their experience in getting their degree is the ultimate goal mm-hmm. and so it may require three at one one for another maybe two and two hopefully it's four at one yeah and and i and i believe we'll still have those yeah mm-hmm. and um but but they're much more rare mm-hmm. and it's you know the one thing i don't as a watching games next year I, I don't want to have a constant broadcaster broadcasters telling me a transfer from a transfer from a trend <laughs> i don't it, it, i don't want to hear that anymore uh-huh. just okay this is what where they are and and let's let's talk about what they're doing this year at that team yeah um, I noticed that during the final four, during the NCAA tournament this year, mm-hmm. it was just a constant barrage of a transfer from a transfer from, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, that's, it, it's it, to me that it, again, it's just like, okay, they're at St. John's. Great. Mm-hmm. They're at university of North Carolina. Great. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, let's, let's mm-hmm. focus on that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Um, you've been so generous with your time. I just want to ask you a couple questions about, you know, yeah. next season and the, the uh, planning for it. Now, it would be absolutely silly for me to ask you to forecast how many people are going to be in the building, you know, what the crowds are going to look like or anything like that. I am curious, though, you know, where is the is the planning at? Like, are you guys, you know, planning different scenarios for full attendance for, I would assume, some sort of socially distanced attendance? Um, you know, is there planning going on in terms of playing a majority of games at Karnaseka Arena again versus Madison Square Garden? I'm curious if, if you can, you know, go as deep into that or as, you know, not deep into that as you want. Um, you know, what is, where's the planning at right now? Yeah, well, um, I think it, the planning right now is resembling more of a, a normalcy, okay. um, and so we've 
we started our season ticket renewals. We've mm-hmm. started our applications and holds for new season tickets, both of which we're having tremendous response mm-hmm. and growth. And and so it's not too early to, to start making your plans for next year. <laughs> I mean, we plan to have a full season. Mm-hmm. Um, there will be the traditional mix of games in MSG and in Carnesecca. Um, you know, we're, we're not doing seating right now. We'll do that later on. Yeah. So, um, so in the weeds, we're, we're planning on full attendance, but, uh, the reality is we know that's probably not going to be either. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but who knows? I mean, we're going to be at a, at a university that's requiring students to be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in just my looking around, most of us have been vaccinated as yes. staff members mm-hmm. um, already. And so, you know, maybe the way our society is going to be is, is we figure it out between now and October how to have full events. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so we're planning that way. But, you know, I know we can turn on a dime we've proven that and it'll work out great um and then we're um we're planning and hoping to be in uh, ubs arena for yeah. a game next year as well mm-hmm. which we're excited about mm-hmm. and opening that building and uh, being the first uh, college basketball game and so those plans are coming together and we hope to have something announced hopefully in the next month or so great and um so we're trying to be creative and innovative and and have a, a great show <laughs> I mean and so the distractions can become a show again yes, yes. And, um, and not just a television show mm-hmm, absolutely so so just to confirm there there is there are plans of having basically a normal year in terms of, of Madison Square Garden as well and, and returning to the garden and playing not a majority but some Big East games at the garden this season yeah, uh, it, definitely not a majority, but mm-hmm. yeah, definitely mm-hmm. some. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still our home. Yeah, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. and we're proud of it. And uh, they're great partners of ours. In fact, I have, I've had several meetings with the group there, and they're still, you know, we're all still trying to figure it out. But again, there's a lot of confidence about the fall. Um, that you know, the way the NBA and NHL are looking at it is, is uh, fuller capacity, and we're looking at it fuller capacity. And mm-hmm. you know, I think most likely. Uh, it's already been announced. Our first, our first game in MSG will be against Pitt mm-hmm. um, in December, yeah. and so you know we won't. Uh, it's unlikely we'd have a game in there before that. Mm-hmm. Um, you never know, but yeah. uh, unlikely. Um, and so we're just going to build it out, and we'll see where we are, and have a nice mix. And one thing we did learn about Carnesecca this year, and <laughs> no surprise, is uh, other schools don't like playing in here. <laughs> and even though it was only six of us yelling, and I lost my voice. <laughs> a few times um we still had felt like we had a home court advantage yeah and um so i think there's the intrigue into how, how to find ourselves out here playing as well um mm-hmm. you know in those big games so so we'll figure it out yeah we're, we're very fortunate we've got uh, good options and good locations and uh, you know our fan base has been tremendously supportive and we just um, need to keep pushing the word that we need more and more support there's tickets available and you know season tickets are the best way to support the program and to be have access to everything mm-hmm. and so we encourage everybody to to do that now I, I asked you this question last year and, and looking back it just sounded like such a silly question you know to what we ended up having that season but 
you know, you mentioned the home court advantage that Karnasek Arena gives St. John's. And, you know, this is not a knock on, on St. John's. It's more a compliment of these other programs. Programs like Villanova, Georgetown, UConn, even Seton Hall we've seen recently, they, they travel very well. And when St. John's plays those games at Madison Square Garden, it does feel a little bit, you know, th- that the home court advantage maybe is taken out a little bit. Um, is there any thought to playing one of those teams, you know, or, or multiple of those teams at Karnaseka Arena for a game with full attendance? Because I thought it was really cool seeing Villanova and Georgetown play at Karnaseka Arena last year, even, you know, in, in front of, a you know, six fans, as you mentioned. Is there any thought of having those teams play in front of, you know, 6,000 fans at Karnaseka Arena? Yeah. Well, um, I'll say this. There is the financial business side of our (laughs) world, too, that we have to be conscious of. Uh Obviously, when there's zero crowd allowed, then finances are not looking good at any school. Yeah. And so we have to find that balance. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we uh, we were planning on last year to have one or two of those schools that you just mentioned being in Karnaseka. Yeah. Um, I would suspect we'll end up with one or two of those schools in Karnaseka next year with a full Ooh. crowd. Oh. Um, and, you know, we'll see where that lands. Um, but we, 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 what we would love to do is figure out a way to make Karnaseka as, as loud and as crazy and our students here. Mm-hmm. And obviously that's, that would be a huge, huge difference mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and to our advantage. Um, the ultimate is that if we fill MSG with our fans, Yes, and have that eighteen thousand on, and so we're not talking about the other teams. Exactly, crowd. and mm-hmm. I think that's you know to me, then we have the best of both worlds. Exactly, and somehow we've got to figure out how to have eighteen thousand out of one hundred eighty thousand alums um, <laughs> get in that building, mm-hmm. and and that's on us to market and have a great product. Yeah. Fun and exciting, and and I, I feel we're doing that part, and we're getting better, and we're going to do more. Um, but that's the ultimate: is that you know somehow we've got to figure out when there's 180,000 alums and a whole lot of other fans um, that we could fill an arena without worrying about if UConn was going to have fans in there mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're not there yet, mm-hmm. and so that's on us. I mean, it means that we need to be better. It needs to be we need to promote better and. And and so we're 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 working for that. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I will say for the first time in a long time, I am confident that we will get there and that we are on the way towards getting there with the leadership uh, that's in place and with Coach Anderson and, and yourself. Uh, my okay. final my final question for you, uh, you know, more of a lighthearted one here. The 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 uniforms and you know any any upgrades to Karnasek Arena, but 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 I want I want to talk more about the uniforms. Um, yeah. You know, is there any thought of any new uniforms coming? I, I remember last year I brought up that, I, you know, the fan base doesn't like the blue uniforms and the yes. blue uniforms disappeared. So I'm going to take credit that I, I helped yeah. remove the blue uniforms. Um, well, are there I, any, I any, any changes? You, I was going to give you credit for that. So I oh, mean, yeah. good that you self-proclaimed it. But I mean, we were we were ready to say it because of Troy that we wore no blue <laughs> uniforms last year. Yeah, I'm going um, to take credit for it. <laughs> you know, we did a little fan poll during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And um, and so we took note of that uh, popular choices. Um, 
you know, it's one of those things that, you know, working with Nike and yeah. thinking about next year is, is on our plate of things. I don't want to promise anything mm-hmm. at this point, mm-hmm. but um, doing some kind of retro yes. and an old St. John's look, I think would be pretty cool. And, and I'm sure that we won't get universal approval because <laughs> nothing is nothing does. universally approved. <laughs> so hopefully we'll hit the right one that gives the most approval. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just so you know, I didn't have anybody ask asking to wear blue so maybe you hit on the wow. universe Wow. One. Um, but um, now we um, obviously uniforms are a part of all the fun of college mm-hmm. athletics and sports and so we're working with Nike on some stuff with that and, mm-hmm. and some of our iconic branding and um, and we'll hopefully have some fun with that and not just next year but yeah. um, for a lot of years we're, we're planning on a big homecoming weekend and have a lot of fun stuff ahead with that and the basketball tip off and it's just like all of a sudden, you know, we have this pent up year of, of <laughs> you know, not being able to do a lot of stuff. And so then you start having a list of all things you want to do. <laughs> and um, it kind of gets a little bit uh, like, wow, we got a lot to do. And, and you know what? That's exciting. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, keep the good suggestions coming. I don't know if you are you going to tell me which one you would prefer to see? Um, you might want to. I have one. That. I have one. OK, okay the, let's hear it. you cannot go wrong with the the mid 90s Felipe Lopez you know with I I have the the retro shorts I I bought a pair of them from I don't know where that you know which one I'm talking about the red the red you know skyline shorts can't go wrong with those iconic sports illustrated cover that's that's the one you if you know I would love to see that one that's the one all right duly noted we'll see where we are in next year's interview if you're the first question is not a lighthearted one and you're pissed off (laughs) or it's a the last question and it's a lighthearted now what's this year's jersey gonna be because i'm two for two yeah well yeah if if those come 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 about this season you know i'm gonna take credit for it again because i took credit for the blue so i'm gonna do it here Exactly. That's my whole point. So, I mean, there's a lot of pressure on me, I guess, or a lot of pressure on you. I'm not sure. But um, if you're representing the fan base in this podcast, then, um, like I said, it's duly noted. And, um, you know, it's a, I think it was a very popular choice in our fan poll as well. Yes, yes. And we, we appreciate that. And, Mike, I, I, of course, appreciate you coming on and, and, and chatting here, taking time out of your yep. schedule. I know that the fans appreciate how open you are with them um, and just you know, thank you, and and best of luck. Yep. You know, along the way, this this next year upcoming, yep. we're all rooting for you. We're all confident in you, and um, you know, hopefully, we'll talk again this time next year. Well, I appreciate it, and and again, the you know, it's it's really about the school. It's not about me, and it's not about Coach Anderson. It's mm-hmm. about all of us, and we have a love for St. John's, and we're newer to it than you and many thousands of others. But <laughs> um, we have a passion for St. John's and wanting it to be the very best and to be on top. And yeah, and I think that's why we, you know, we're all we all share that same thing, that same vision. And so, like I said, for us, the best thing we can all come back to campus come see what we're doing come be a part of it come to games just just get involved be involved tell your friends get them involved mm-hmm. that that to me that's the college spirit that's to me post pandemic is that like just the, the opportunity is going to be amazing the things that we might have taken for granted before like yesterday we had our senior celebration mm-hmm. and we had 60 student athletes there and and spread out around Carnesec 
America. And so it was kind of awkward looking, <laughs> but nonetheless, I had a microphone in front of me for the first time in 15 months. And <laughs> not that I'm, I love speaking that much, but it was just so fun to mm -hmm. be able to talk to them. And, and I gave fist bumps. I'd still refrain from giving hugs, uh -huh. but just to be able to see them smiling and getting a picture and, and all that, just, it just, you, you just can't take that stuff for granted or just like, Oh, another thing to do. And you like to think you didn't before, but I can tell you, um, just, you know, in the moment yesterday, it was like so refreshing and great. And, and I think that's what we have all to look forward to next year. Mm -hmm. So getting back to Carneseca and being on campus, you know, let's do it and let's have some fun and cheer on our guys and our women and, and let's just, you know, celebrate St. John's together. It's going to mm -hmm. be great. Absolutely. When, when I am in the building, wherever it may be, and St. John's is beating Villanova for the second year in a row at home, uh, I will I will not be taking it for granted. I'll be screaming my head off, and, and I, I will not take it for granted, okay? <laughs> How about any game? Don't, don't just focus on one. They're all They all count towards our goal to make the NCAA tournament, okay? True. Very, very true. Very true. All right. Mike, I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> thank you so much again, man, and I uh, hope you have a good rest right. of your day and, uh, and good year Thanks, as well. Sir. All right, thank you. Good talking to you. All right, bye. All right, once again, that was St. John's Athletic Director Mike Craig, who came on for the second time onto this program. Hopefully he's now a, a regular guest where we can have him on at least once a year to uh, discuss kind of the state of St. John's Athletic. Then, you know, for this podcast, the state of St. John's Basketball. So thank you to Mike for coming on. You know, like I said, not all, uh, you know, athletics directors or administrators are that open with the fan base that would they be willing to do, you know, 40 minutes on a, you know, random podcast. So we all really appreciate, I'm sure all of uh, the listeners appreciate it as well. Uh, thank you to Mike. He had some really interesting, you know, discussions there with him. Um, you know, most notably, I, I'm interested to see what the schedule looks like for next year in terms of getting fans back into the arena. I'm curious to see, you know, where a majority of the games end up, if they are at Carneseca or if they are at the Garden. As as Mike mentioned, you know, the financials may impact, you know, more games probably going to the Garden where you can get more fans in, even with uh, attendance limits. But I'm curious to see, you know, will we see a game against Villanova or Georgetown or UConn at Carneseca Arena next year? Or will we just see more games in general um, at Carneseca? He noted the uh, confirmed the report about the game being played at the Belmont Arena. So we'll see that. I'm sure that'll come out in the next couple of weeks now that they are going to play a non-conference game at Belmont. And we already knew that there would be a game against Pitt uh, at Madison Square Garden in December. So a lot of good stuff there from Mike. We always appreciate it. And, you know, we're full steam ahead now for the next for the next season. So. Um, you know, if there's any guests that anyone would like to, to listen or to have on to the show, um, you know, please let me know. I'm always looking for new guests. I'm always looking for new opinions on this show. So if you have, you know, a former player, a former coach, you know, anyone connected to the program in any way, it doesn't even have to be uh, basketball necessarily in the offseason. Would love to hear from anyone. So if you have suggestions, if you know someone uh, connected to the program who would like to be on, please let me know trying to hopefully get more players and coaches on from from uh for next year but we will we'll see about that but thank you all for listening to this kind of special edition thank you once again to mike craig for coming on and as always let's go johnny's <laughs> <laughs>